Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Your gums and sound the attack. All right, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the We Got the Chocolates podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Lee. I'm Mitchell, another co-host. Hi, listeners. I'm Sam. Thank you, guys. And here at the uh, We Got the Chocolates podcast, we are definitely about striving for wins, but often missing or occasionally missing, we like to say. Um, our conversations are often centered around sport. We've played for years and have accumulated plenty of stories to share. We often interview guests, speak to listeners and have plenty of fun along the way. So if you are looking for some entertainment and some comedic value, stick around. We have plenty to offer. Uh, here is the song that we're running with today. Now, skid on. The name of that one is Warships. I know that was right on the tip of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Uh, Warships by, who knows, the 126ers. Sounds <laughs> okay. like it could be on Triple M or something, that song. Start of a start of a song on Triple M or yeah, something. It's got a bit yeah. of a rock flavour to it. Rock slash inspirational is the genre, yeah. I'm told. Um, They're very inspiring. Is it? Inspired? Should be a good episode for you then, Skin on. The other reason that it should be quite a big episode for you, Skin, is because on this day in history, so what are we, the 29th of June? Yep. 29th of June. uh, In 2007, Apple released the first iPhone ever. Right, okay. First iPhone. It wasn't even called iPhone 1, it was just called iPhone. Uh, That's how original it was. In 1986, Richard Branson broke the record for the fastest Atlantic crossing by boat. Um, pretty huge. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Pretty big, huge um, deal. Big news. That's right. I uh, I did have a story about Richard Branson. If I can interrupt, Lethal. I've... I love you interrupting. <laughs> you know, get some words <laughs> out there. Yeah, yeah. Got to got to go hard early. Um, I read an article today that he accident like he accidentally bought his first island. Apparently, some bloke was selling it for like six point eight million dollars or something, and he offered a hundred thousand dollars as a joke just to impress a lady friend. Um, and the guy settled for 180000 That is, um, he's come down quite a yeah. bit from his original <laughs> price. That, not wrong. Original <laughs> asking price. Any waves on that island? <laughs> I have no idea. That's like actually it. a really similar story to what happened to me when I bought my first island. <laughs> oh, okay, right. <laughs> if there were waves on an island and I could buy it for two hundred grand, I think I would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice I haven't ruled out that you haven't bought one yet. <laughs> with some, of the, with some of the property we know you've invested uh, in. Are you kidding yourself? <laughs> uh, and, Skid, the other thing that happened on that 
well, this day in 1978 was Nicole Scherzinger was born, who you're a big fan of, lead singer of yeah. the Pussycat Dolls. On the count of three, just sing your favourite Pussycat Dolls skin or don't even think about it. One, I don't know two, three. One. You don't have one? I couldn't name a Pussycat Dolls song, what? I don't think. No, no Pussycat Dolls song. I feel like no. I can definitely get one for you that you would uh, know, but it could take some time, so I don't know if it's worth it. Um, you sure you shouldn't be doing this like on this day in history when we're actually going to release the episode, or should we do it? Oh, I mean, nah, just in case we run into strife and we release it a day later, <laughs> then we look even stupider. Very true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're probably right. That probably could have worked better. Um, what's the next thing that we're moving on to? Because I'm here busy working for a Pussycat Doll song I'm looking for. Okay. Uh, well, so I, just, can... I just wanted to ask Skin, because Skin's... Uh, just moved out of house. He's actually, if you've been on our socials, you'd seen mm. that he's moved out of the Drennan household. And, you know, I know you took your coffee machine with you to the new place, which Lee wasn't too happy about because now he doesn't have a coffee machine. That was yeah, pretty far with that, I'll yeah. be honest. But yeah. uh, did you manage to get a few Alchemy Cordials Australia products in your bag to take with you without Lee noticing? <laughs> I didn't actually, no. Lee thought a close eye on everything that I was packing. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole shelf where the coffee machine used to be just full of Alchemy products. Yeah. Which so I could probably, could probably steal a couple at some stage has, but I did manage to get my hands back on a bottle of the mango smoothie. So I'm pretty stoked about that. I've tucked into it. Yeah, mm. I can see you got that on the table tonight. Mm. Brilliant. Uh, I've gone for the berry, but then also added a banana to it. So there you go. Just intuitive has. There you go. Always yeah, improving. Definitely. Always wow. looking for new products and yeah, food. So you've gone against the recipe there. Um, yeah, well, I read the recipe, uh, but then I just thought that I could better it. Okay. So How's I just it? got creative. Are you happy with it? Yeah, it's delicious. I don't know. Let me try now. Some of the most suspenseful listening you'll ever get. <laughs> um, that was delicious. That was very, very good. Now, I'm very hopeful that this is the... Um, you reckon this is my favourite Your favourite okay. Pussycat Doll song Because <laughs> I feel like you know All the words to this one Oh no those two words <laughs> yeah. yeah that's all I've got Dude, That gets you up and about That's no, for sure It does not No? Okay oh, Alright um, But happy birthday to Nicole Scherzinger Huge. Um, now, guys, we are into – what have we got here, Skinnel? I believe, again, because uh, we provided a little bit of audio last week uh, on our soccer skills, and I thought that went down quite well, uh, some of the video footage that we were able to provide, yep. particularly of us missing the crossbar often, uh, was quite good. Now, Skin, we've spoken about you, the fact that you've moved out this week, which was great, uh-huh. um, but you had – I heard I had nothing to do with it, but I did hear that you had an experience – um, in terms of some sort of guru prankster around the house um, mm, that may yeah. have got you. Yeah, I wonder who that could have been. Yeah, you had nothing to do with that. Your phone was set up re- conveniently recording it. But, yeah, no, so as I was, I was packing my car to leave um, for the final thing. Hey, hey Ruby. Thank you, Rubs, for that great contribution. Grab yourself a microphone, Rubs. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was I was in the process of packing the car. I'd, I'd had it fairly fairly chock full, so I think the only sort of space left was on the like the passenger side in the front seat. So I've got you know my last backpack or whatever, and I'm making my way around there. And oh, I should mention my girlfriend Eloise has managed to break the door handle of the passenger side. Is that Eloise yeah. that did that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you've really got to lot like, sort of work your fingers in under there to try and grip it up. It, yeah, it's not. We're it's still not talking about easy, a door handle. The door here, handle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. It's not an easy procedure. Right. Um, and so I've gone around there. <laughs> <laughs> just got it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I've gone around to the passenger side and sort of prepared myself to do that and just been met with plenty of 
Vaseline all over the door. It was not. Yeah, it wasn't possible. I had, to, I had to go back around to the driver's side to open that door to get into the passenger side. But obviously found that the driver's side had also been Vaseline by this mysterious prankster who <laughs> could only be mum or the idiot lethal in the house. And it was mum. <laughs> I'd be shocked. <laughs> um, so again, has just to take the listeners into uh, what we've described there, I actually managed to capture a little bit of audio for this. Um, well, I managed to capture the audio, obviously having nothing to do with it. Oh, but, right, okay, uh, yeah. Just to take you behind the scenes, this is how it went. Okay, yeah, but... So basically, Skittle has just found oh, the Vaseline yeah. on the passenger side. You'll Perfect. notice that I think it's quite hilarious. Yeah, at least one of us does. Skittle blowing up at me, punching me in the guts. Got him. <laughs> that's me showing the Vaseline. <laughs> and then we describe... Uh, I probably did this in the wrong order, but I'm a very novice filmmaker. But uh, just as a little bit of context here... This is Skin's door handle. This is yeah, showing the broken door handle, Skin. The roller has snapped off, so that was quite challenging. <laughs> With the Vaseline. You really need to get some grip up under there. It was just not doing it. Thank you, Basso. You're a pest. Okay, so at this point, uh, Skin does think it's all over. It is still rather greasy. <laughs> As he's trying to open the, open the door again. <laughs> Still, he's, he's wiped it down by then. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is 10 minutes later trying to close the boot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So at that point, Skinner just, just worked out that uh, he sort of thought it was over with yeah. just the door handles. Yeah. And then lo and behold, I've just managed to get the Vaseline in the exact right spot for where your right hand went up as well. Yeah, you did that well, actually. Yeah, I actually was I was in there for a long time, like experimenting. Like, if I was going to close this boot, where am I putting my hand? Yeah. Um, and then I've just got him when he least expected it has. Are you expecting any retaliation there? Are you watching? Yeah, well, watching he moved out. He moved out. That's why I waited to his last day. So he, yeah. he never comes in the house anymore. What did, what did he do to you? <laughs> Nothing at all. It was just hilarious, as you could hear. Yeah, well, you thought it was hilarious. Oh, clearly. it was hilarious. There, there was quite a bit of feedback on the um on the laugh as well, boys. So my laugh. Um, yeah, has very a unique, unique, <laughs> unique hyena sort of situation there. Um, any other further comments on that? Lots of variations. You you can go high, yeah, you can yeah. go low. It's but, a bit of well. Has you've seen me sing before? I'm also very capable of hitting all octaves singing um, without controlling it. But yeah, yeah. Without, I have no <laughs> idea how. But uh, but you guys requested actually that we get another example of my laugh on display. This is winding back to the archives. This is some uh, audio that we've had for a long time, uh, but. Myself and James Basley, original member of the We Got the Chocolates crew, James, mm-hmm. uh, we spent an afternoon trying to sell a product for Manus's mum, uh, a little business that she was running called Shower Socks, uh, basically where you stop yourself from getting tinier in the shower. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so hired us as brilliant actors for free, obviously, um, as you'll see in the audio. Uh, but this is basically our attempt uh, at trying to sell that product. And again, you do hear quite a mysterious laugh. So Baze is actually meant to be saying, nah, sorry, I forgot my socks, I need some shower socks. Perfect. 
but he just went his own direction. And there's my laugh in the background again. He's on your hoofs once you're done, eh? The shower socks, any bacterial in the shower. Make sure you don't make those fit any worse, mate. I'm an athlete, like, yeah. <laughs> This is our 50 second attempt at doing it. Um, wow, what's going on? Socks. Oh, that's right, mate. I've got a different pair of socks for you. The shower sock. So once you find your real socks, have a net. Chuck these shower socks on later. Any bacterial for the shower, mate. You'll be right. Because we're athletes, but we won't get athletes foot, mate. Can't have athletes foot. Thanks. Yeah. Good luck in the three. <laughs> so. And then, by this point, I've just had a gutful. Yeah, Lethal, what's going on? Hey, man, just trying to find my sock. Oh, man, I've got a real pair of socks for you. Yeah, these are clouds on the feet, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting so hard. Oh, I know. One to come. One to come. What's going on? I found my socks. Oh. I don't know, but I found these. These are a real pair of socks. Chuck them on later. I got uh, my mum's working on a business. Um, and if Bacterial socks for the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you just say the least possible. <laughs> so you, can hear, you can hear my blow up at the yeah, end. Just right. saying, just say the least possible because he just got so creative. <laughs> we're on our 60th go and we still had not got out the script that we were meant to be saying. I'm glad right. it's not that hard for us to make a podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's why Bay's on the course stumps early towards. <laughs> that is for sure. All right, probably a bit of super coach news should should come out now. It's just finished the round and Leon Mitch are back in the winner's circle in, in the NRL with a massive score of 1,243 in a round which was very unforgiving with a lot of late withdrawals and game day injuries. Top um, 1% from what I've heard. Yeah, really? well done, guys. Good very good. Okay. You, uh, you beat Jimmy's Jets, uh, but that wasn't too hard to do because Jim somehow only scored 428, which is probably the lowest I've ever seen in a Supercoach <laughs> team. <laughs> That's not your best, Jim. No, uh, no. I was actually happy with my score of 1,103 and managed to beat Scott's Baines boys. Um, but, yeah, didn't go anywhere near you guys. No. Yeah, what happened? How have we got that massive turnaround? Because I haven't looked at the team. So no. what, what did we do this week? I'll tell you exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, I worked out this week for the first time that the people with the little R on them, the reserves, they actually score points for you. I thought it was just the 13 people on the field, but it's also the four <laughs> people that have R's. Because in AFL, Supercoach, um, you name emergencies. Yep. So they only score if someone gets injured. Yeah, some, yeah, okay, but yeah. in NRL, they're actually reserves. So their points still accumulate. So this whole time I've been putting reserves as people that aren't even playing, <laughs> just right. thinking like, oh, well, who cares? Because uh, then the points aren't counting anyway. And I finally have worked it out. I didn't um, know how much of a beginner you actually were. <laughs> yeah, as I mean, really, you could have probably taught us that life lesson. Yeah, that, that would have been nice. I thought it was just well, assumed, we, assumed knowledge. Yeah. Well, surely Gody would have mentioned it to us. Gody was the one that mentioned it. It was just was. in round seven, unfortunately. Oh, okay. so, Perfect. Yeah, Gody told me. Right, you guys are coming 11th in our league and, and I'm coming 13th behind you somehow, but I'm feeling pretty harshly done by seeing as though so far your opponents have scored 4,245 points against you, <laughs> which is the lowest in our league, and my opponents have scored 5,862 against me. Which- <laughs> but that's because we spent all of our time practicing defense. We're yeah, good defending players. Exactly good defensive super coach structures. Oh, that's like... 300 points more per <laughs> round on average or something like yeah. that. That's I have always found like the structure of super coach and fantasy team is a bit frustrating like that. Like you, you really are just punished based on luck of who you're playing really. 
Yeah, well, well, Jimmy's, Jimmy's Jets didn't get too many throws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess it's the same as in the real game. You attack and defense go hand in hand. You can't just be scoring lots of points. You have to defend well as well. Yeah, but Lee and I haven't done anything good in defense to have less points scored on us. We're getting rewarded for nothing. Yes, that's so true. You well, in particular yeah. are getting rewarded for nothing. I, I'm doing absolutely <laughs> nothing. Well, sure. punished and rewarded though, yeah. so that's uh, the other good news. In the AFL, a bit of a hiccup in, in your season, going down to Brad's gone with the wind. Um, oh, yeah. It's a gun. You guys still managed to score a very respectable 2,163. I think we're like 482nd in... I'll say the world because it sounds better. Well, yeah. it is. It is. You're yeah. in the in the universe, actually. Yeah. <laughs> universe. Yeah. We are 482nd of every single specimen that's played. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty impressive. Really, we'll take that. Definitely happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well done. Great rap, Paz. Okay, guys, I came across this. I come across. Great English. Uh, I came across this today, which I thought was quite impressive uh, because it just got me to think about um, incredible life hacks, okay? So, you know, I'm quite big on my TikTok, obviously. Uh, This was one I stumbled across today, Haz, and I have been telling you to get yourself on TikTok and you're missing out on some serious life advice, Haz. What about this, Haz? I know there's a question you often ask me is, Lee, do these jeans fit me correctly? I've, I can't actually remember the last time I saw you in jeans, to be fair, but uh, nonetheless, for the sake of the story, we'll run with it. Um, here's a little life hack for you, Haz. That's a complete meltdown, I'll be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> what is going that, on? Okay, so that was your blunder. I thought it was uh, No, that's my blunder. That's because the Pussycat Dolls are still playing. <laughs> that's what's happened there and ruined best on ground chances again. All right, now, let's go for take two. Perfect jean size from any brand or any store. Ever having to make a trip to the dressing room? Choose a pair of jeans and stick your arm inside the waistband. The large gap between your elbow, your hand, and the end of the jeans, they're simply too big. On the flip side, you pick up a pair of jeans and you can't fit your arm into the waistband, they're too small. But if you find a pair of jeans or your elbow and your arm fit completely snug, that's your perfect pair. What about that, guys? So I'm not sure I followed that. So it sounds sounds tough to believe. You've got a pair of jeans, right? And you put your elbow inside one side of the waist of the jeans. Mm-hmm. Right? If your hand is far away from the other side, it means they're too big for you. If your hand can't get in the other side, they're too small for you. And if your hand is like, I feel like I'm reciting Goldilocks and three bears. Here. But if your elbow and your hand just go bang straight inside the waistband, yeah. then that's goal. But if that's I- your pair of jeans. They're meant for you. The so, one chooses the wizard has. Oh, look, I don't say, know why you're arguing with me. <laughs> say I weigh like 84 kilos now, which I pretty much do, um, and I put on 30 kilos in the next 10 years, my arm hasn't changed length. So how are the same pair of jeans going to Because your me? waist doesn't change length either. you just got heaps more well, there's a lot of stuff fat. in the gizzards. <laughs> well, there's, there's fat outside my waist, outside my hip bones that is still stretching the jeans. Yeah, but that's yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure there was a small asterisk has. It's got <laughs> it has got some disclaimers. It's not, it doesn't work for obese people. <laughs> also, it doesn't work for like, like it only works to find a je- pair of jeans that fit your waist. Like, uh, that, aren't there? Don't people have issues about a? I don't know if you've got a particularly large set of calves or something. And you're, your jeans are too tight down there. <laughs> or if you like them like tapered and flared yeah, at the yeah, end. Exactly. Or if you want yeah. more of the straight and narrow or skinny jeans variety. Yeah, yeah I feel like it really it's doesn't help that. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll try it out anyway. Yeah, I'll give it a crack. Give it a crack. Yeah, I'd like to up. see the percentage of time it actually works perfectly. But. Well, I'm going to try it on my pair of jeans that I already know fit me perfectly. Mm-hmm. 
and then see if that works because otherwise it might be misleading. But well, it did get me thinking, guys, other life hacks that you've seen that are unbelievable. Maybe even better than that one, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, that wasn't a cracking <laughs> start. <laughs> that was no good. <laughs> other life hacks that you feel like are better. Um, yeah, okay. I can't say I've come up with millions of ideas, but I think we've got to mention the like the little thing off the bread, bag of bread going on the on the bottom of your, your broken pluggers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fix up a pair of thongs. Yeah, that is that. a no-brainer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. That can make a $3 pair of thongs last for a long time. Yeah, correct, which is something that anyone in the Toad 11 would enjoy. Mm. No, 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 I'm sorry. Right. I'll be a couple more for you that I've seen. Um, writing. I've actually learned this one. I've, I've used this one a few times. So, you know when you make a mistake in like, when you're writing like at school or university or whatever, handwriting, mm-hmm. uh, if you – and you always just like scribble it out or put lines through it, especially if it's something that like say someone wrote like pen 15 on your paper <laughs> and you really don't want that being there when a teacher walks past. Right, then instead uh, you, rather than just crossing it out or scribbling it out, you actually write other letters on top of it and then it just makes it completely non-legible. Right, okay. Mm. So I've done that a few times before. It actually works really well. You would recommend that to your students, would you? Yeah, well, if you don't want me to read what you're writing. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Okay. On a similar right. note, I don't know how many people are using it, but maybe you as a teacher, if you're writing on a whiteboard and you've accidentally gone the permanent marker and you're struggling to erase it, if you go over the top of it a bunch of times with an erasable marker, you will eventually be able yeah. to erase well, it. That exact thing happened to me in my first day at a new school. Someone, I was taking a relief lesson and mm-hmm. in the art classroom, they actually left a marker, which I assumed was a whiteboard marker because they left it on the whiteboard. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. Mm. Uh, drew out a story and the worst thing was it wasn't even like an on-topic conversation. It was like last 10 minutes before lunch trying to keep the kids occupied describing my tattoos and the story behind that. So I'd drawn like a timeline, uh, a book and things like that, <laughs> all the words that it had. And so it was completely off-topic. And uh, as the kids sort of left for lunch, I just started rubbing out the whiteboard uh, and I was like, what the heck is wrong with this eraser? Like it was just not removing any of the whiteboard marker, <laughs> which yeah. seems slightly concerning. So I went to sort of swap that and then I was like, oh, no, hang on a second and looked at the whiteboard marker and it indeed said that uh, dreaded word that starts with P, (laughs) permanent marker. Ah, Wonderful. And so I did that exact thing actually and got my whiteboard marker out, bang, across it and it was taking a lot of times and then I worked out an even better life hack, hand sanitizer removes permanent marker from a whiteboard. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's it. There and there's been plenty of hand sanitizer available at the moment. So yeah, it works yeah. quite well. All right. Well, you've one up to me there. Well done. No worries at all. Have we got anything else? Um, oh, the only other one I was going to say, obviously streaming service is quite large these days. Netflix, Stan, uh, KO Sports, those type of things. Mm-hmm. I always got the uh, like hold the phone above my head while I'm lying down and sort of just bang, spill Steven Spielberg, bang onto your forehead. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that would happen yeah. before to a few people. Yeah, I've done that. Guilty. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So I'm instead, like I've gone with the laying down, putting the phone on my sunglasses to have it sort of put up as a TV type of service. So rather right. than just like laying flat, it's like you can sit on your chair, you can have it leaning against your sunglasses, and then you've got like a small little TV cabinet for your phone. Perfect. So what are people going to do without your life hacks? <laughs> I know, we might have to make Where this segment all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Kate McCarthy actually once gave us like all these life hacks and then we were like, yeah, we should do more of that. And that was only 27 episodes ago. So well, here we are. Pretty good to, uh, yeah, we, we're always going to do it, guys. <laughs> we always get it done, just not in the most timely manner. Okay. Uh, now, 
couple of big talking points from the sporting world. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, let me just start by saying that the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup will be held in Australia and New Zealand. You guys would have been all across that, correct? Mm-hmm. Great result. Yeah, huge result. I'm not entirely sure of how it uh, how it actually is chosen or selected. I know that it usually costs quite a bit of dosh, doesn't it, to bid for it. Um, but obviously in terms of uh, like our Australian captain, Sam Kerr, the New Zealand captain, Ali Riley, uh, plenty of quotes just saying how exciting it is going to be to obviously play a home World Cup, uh, which is great news. Um, features 32 teams, obviously uh, up from 16 teams as recently as 2011. So this is a full 32-team fixture for the nice. women, the first one. There was a few dramas there with uh, – I think their their main rivals was a South American country and I think everyone voted for Australia or New Zealand apart from the South American members of the board, uh, which is fair enough. They want their, their home countries – one of their home yeah. countries to, to get it – but there was one person who wasn't from there that voted for them, and it was oh, the this. the Englishman, yeah. the guy from England who was on the board. Eddie McGuire was not impressed, was he? Yeah. He came out, sprayed, sprayed him. And remember, like, yeah, that's right. The English guy didn't like him. Uh, and he said, like, Eddie McGuire had a quote. I mean, I'm definitely paraphrasing. It's not a quote. Uh, but it was like, next time you guys have a world war, we're not coming to help or something like that. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure, Eddie, you probably don't make those decisions. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's a bit drastic. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're a powerful guy, but I'd be surprised if you're in charge of national security. Um, <laughs> no, we got there in the end anyway. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so that was the first. That was, a, that was a big talking point and obviously very, very exciting. Um, and we might look to try and get a guest... Uh, Guest on, I think has that would probably be quite a quite a good guest to get, wouldn't it? Definitely um, in that space. Um, in other news, moving to rugby league, a terrible, terrible weekend to be a knee. Um, two done in the space yeah. of four minutes on Friday night, I think it was. Mm, yeah. um, so obviously Victor Radley, who was captain of our Supercoach team, probably shouldn't have been. Perfect. But, um, so that, out. that worked well. So we will need to replace him. Uh, and then Sam Verrills as well, but both from the Roosters, both doing their ACLs, only minutes apart from one another, which was quite sad to um, quite sad to watch really. But it's probably the, the latest in a, in a string of, or spate, I guess, of, uh, of sort of soft tissue injuries which has caused a bit of drama, um, which I'm going to ask Physio has about at some stage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's, yeah, I mean, uh, the Roosters are probably one team that can cover that. I mean, covering for Sam Verrills comes in the form of Jake Friend, who's uh, played yeah, for Australia as, as a hooker, so uh, not, not a bad <laughs> dummy half to come in there. Now, I'm not sure about Sam, but I know that Victor will probably be most devastated by the fact that he now will not be allowed to get on the beers uh, because alcohol slows mm. down recovery. Did you know that, boys? So that was the, that was the case? Is that why you've never been too <laughs> fond of the beers? <laughs> Always injured, <laughs> yeah, as, as some people would, would uh, attest to. And uh, but yeah, maybe um, that's why you're still recovering from your knee reconstruction at 19 years of age, lethal. <laughs> yeah, that's Use right. it as an excuse to get out of everything. <laughs> yeah, but I have had knee oh, reconstruction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we, we didn't know that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe maybe we need to send him a few Alchemy Australia products to get him through the no alcohol period. Uh, Absolutely, because yeah. there's no alcohol, but no, but not no alchemy. That would have been better if I nailed it first time. But don't worry yeah, about it, guys. Right. Keep striving. Yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon? What stock do we need to get him? I'm, I'm not sure if he's a like a big coffee fan or not. But you'd assume, you know, he would be coming from the Bronte slash Bondi Beach area in Sydney. Yeah, so yeah, big think, coffee yeah, hub, isn't it? Maybe an all natural barista basics pack of coffee syrups. Do we have yeah, that? Okay. 
Do we? What, do, what is in that? Well, I don't have any here, but, <laughs> yeah, but we, we don't could, have one. We could get some. People can get them. Yeah, yeah. They, they well, they're full alchemy bottles in that kit skin. So uh, right. consisting of the the flavors: hazelnut, vanilla, caramel, and raw sugar. So he'll be set for a while if we can organize that for him. Okay, cheese off. <laughs> raw sugar. That's outstanding. That's what you want. I'll get him get on the raw sugar. That's well. better than alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> outstanding. Um, now, has I do want to ask you, being serious, I want you to put your serious hat on for mm. a second. Um, as a aspiring physio, budding physio, right, there's been so much controversy like every time someone gets injured it seems at the moment that the trend in the media and across the NRL and from ex-players is to blame the surface the ground surface I wanted to know being serious I mean I don't want to like I don't want you to overqualify your opinion here or anything like that but in your experience and study this is a good test of uh, of what you have learned do you look at those injuries and think that they do have anything to do with the conditions of the grounds Look, it definitely could play a small part, I guess. Looking at the mechanism of injury there, you know, both of them were sidestepping quite with high force and and the uh, the mechanics of it, you know, their leg was a long way out to the side, you know, quite a, on quite an angle. So that's putting them at a very high risk of ACL damage. And, you know, when, when I saw that, I thought it was probably was ACL at the time and, and it was confirmed. But so that mechanism of injury didn't help and it could happen on any surface, but uh, there's definitely – Definitely potential the surface played a part. It was looking a little bit rough. It wasn't terrible, um, but Bankwest Stadium is now set to be relayed. They're going to relay the turf now this week, so uh, maybe a bit of guilt on their conscience, conscience there. They they yeah. they might have thought there's something to do with it, so that's why they are relaying it. It just does it. It never looks great, does it? If two people do their ACL within five minutes of each other, that's always going to people are going to attribute some blame to where they're playing. Yeah. Especially if you can go through so many games of your career without doing it, and then two happen in four minutes. Um, but I mean, yeah. Well, actually, from experience, I know we take the piss. But I, when I did mine, there was not one other person. It was probably the greatest surface of all time. Uh, mm. There was not one other person near me. I literally just had the ball and tried to change direction, and it felt like something I tried to do a million times, or yeah. I had done a million times yeah. before. Yeah. And my body just decided that that was it was not playing the game that day. So I, I don't think it definitely has to yeah, be surface related. No, no, exactly. And there's like there. Seven billion people on the planet, and so many games of sport going on all the time. I think at some point you would expect two people to do an ACL in a short period of time. Anyway, look at yeah. it's actually quite a stark contrast between the two injuries, because when Victor first went down, you know he was in a bit of pain straight away, but it seemed to go away quite quickly, and he was almost thinking that he would be right to go back into the game by the looks of it, and wasn't in too much pain. And uh, but when Verrills went down, you know yeah, he had a lot of pain, dust. but then he was just screaming out minutes that how much pain he was in and he has actually done his ACL on that leg before he, that was that's oh, a really? re- repeat injury a couple of years old so uh, yeah it's pretty harsh on him tell right. you what else so we didn't have this written down but the other there's an AFL player from Sydney named Alex Johnson that did his ACL for the seventh time last weekend whoa that is well, that was yeah. also in the knee stats for the weekend wow. uh, seventh time that is probably with all oh, yeah. due respect to the great man because that is a lot of time coming back from injury but I don't think his body wants him to play footy. Yeah, yeah, well, I I couldn't imagine, like, I mean, I respect his work ethic. I would struggle to get back from one ACL, I would think. That's oh. four years plus of your life, yeah. just yeah, rehabbing. Yeah, just rehabbing. That's, exactly yeah. Right. Yeah. that's crazy. crazy. It's, yeah, it's intense. But though, I mean, we're not doctors. We don't want to spend the whole time talking about ACLs, but I played cricket the next day after doing mine. Yeah. Um, now, you can yeah. actually, like, yeah. perform. It's just 
being able to perform through the pain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then my knee just kept buckling. That yeah. was the bad thing. Yeah, it just yeah. kept falling over. It just all kept that. falling it over. Yeah. There was a time when I was playing Mitch in table tennis and like I wasn't in pain or anything like that. And then I just hit like a normal forehand and just fell over. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw you saw Victor do that when he was walking off the field the other night. He was just walking normally and That's then he right. just buckled just underneath buckled him. It yeah. brought back memories. Yeah, exactly right. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Guys, the other thing moving on from the knees, the other thing that is uh, causing plenty of chaos across probably AFL and to a lesser extent NRL, but they've sort of already sorted it out, uh, is the coronavirus. As, as again, we've spoken about it for the last couple of episodes. Um, but essentially, uh, especially, I guess, in the AFL, <laughs> especially in the AFL, we've now got a situation where obviously Victoria having sort of 48 cases, active cases at the moment. Uh, there's some real concern over what this is going to do in terms of with Queensland teams. As I know that the Suns are actually meant to play. Oh, yeah, perfect. That's... Uh, what do we got? Well, that's mum, so that'll be... I don't know if we're going to be able to hear Diddle. Leave it. Uh, how you doing? This is recording night, remember, on Mondays. Am I allowed in? In, in the podcast because you've just got yourself in somehow. Yeah. Um, but in the house. <laughs> in the house, yeah, we can probably sort that out. So I, there's not much chance of me sneaking in now. Then. No, no, it's no. a bit subtle as a fart in a bathtub. <laughs> on the episode. <laughs> you, you have genuinely made your debut. Hey, everyone, this is, uh, is mum, by the way. Um, so, yeah, thanks, okay. Dizzle. Thanks for stopping by. Just, just trying to sneak in. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, that's one of the more unusual things that we've um, had happen. Where the heck were we? Uh, okay, yeah. So uh, the Suns were meant to play in Victoria this weekend. Uh, but yeah, the concern, that's we were. Yeah, the concern being that obviously now uh, if they go to Victoria and then come home that they are going to be forced to quarantine for 14 days which puts the whole season uh, in a spin, really. So the fixtures are being adapted pretty much every day. Uh, they've been changed already to to try and make sure that we are limiting that as much as possible. But it's definitely causing some chaos. Uh, but essentially, Gil McLaughlin's come out and said, we're not going to hold the season. We're not suspending the season. We're finding ways to, to continue to uh, make sure that we can be flexible, adaptable, that we've got rolling fixtures uh, and away we go. But for the Queensland teams, they're, they're quite concerned for the Queensland teams because it's a state government decision about the quarantine. Yeah, well, they're not allowed, they won't be able to come back at all then because if they leave and play in Victoria or elsewhere, I mean, 
they won't want to come back. And even if they don't play a game for two weeks, they won't want to quarantine at home for two weeks waiting to be allowed to go outside again. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so, very true. Exactly. Yeah, so that will be interesting. Follow this space. We'll try and keep you updated uh, with that. I'm sure you'll probably get updated from more reliable sources than us, but we'll give a little spin and a take on it anyway. Nonetheless, uh, the other thing that we can give a little bit of a take on, a uh, very unqualified opinion, but I was wondering, boys, what you made of now, how's we know that you're not a huge AFL fan, uh, but this is just a little snippet of Alistair Clarkson, Hawthorne coach, um, his press conference after the game yesterday. You know, I just, I, there's a lot of things about the game. Like we, we, you put a lot of time and effort and endeavour into the game. That play, like we had 69 tackles. I don't think we had a free kick from a tackle. 69 tackles, and not one of them can be adjudicated holding the ball. It's just like, what, what's what's happened to our game? You can't have that many tackles and not one. Of them. So decent blow up, really. The whole it's an 11 minutes press conference, and probably nine and a half of the minutes are literally just speaking about that, the lack of adjudicating holding the ball. Basically, Skinner, do you look quite confused? Do you need me to explain something to you? Uh, nothing in particular. I'll just, yeah, just pondering, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. What's your take there, Skinner? Is the game boring? Is it too low scoring? Uh, is it, I mean, that, that result was 58-54. They are short in quarters, but we have definitely in the past had plenty of games that are well over 100 points each at times. Um, yeah, right. They're quite high-scoring and free-flowing games, and Alistair Clarkson believes that the lack of umpires calling holding the ball is the thing that's congesting it even more. Yeah, right. I, I can't ima- I can't really understand the theory there. Like what, so if they were more holding the ball free kicks... It, what more shots on goal, more oh, goals? Or what's I guess the, more that it like that you you get a hold in the ball free kick. Obviously, starts from a set play from like a stop piece, so everyone runs, everyone moves in space, as opposed to there being fifteen people crowded around the ball, knocking it around, and and having it slow moving and and no space to run into. And that's okay. I guess what he's saying. Right, and what is he? But he's suggesting like that 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 sort of quick moving. Free flowing is more entertaining for the crowds. Is that his? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He says, in terms of entertainment factor, that's what uh, okay. that's what he wants to see. Well, that's what the crowds want to see. He goes on to say, basically, if that's the spectacle we're looking for, that the game's in a terrible state. Um, that's what he's saying. So he yeah. thinks that we want that we want the games to be high scoring. And I mean, I think the AFL agree with that. Gill came out today and said that he agrees. Umpires do have to be more strict on holding the ball. Um, I've a little bit of an issue with it because I, I feel like I actually watch the game. I get more frustrated by the fact that. It seems that like your 69 tackles, that's great. But that's half the time I think that's because people are actually standing there waiting for someone else to pick the ball up and then tackle them. Uh, and I don't think we actually reward the people that go in and win the ball, right? And then yeah. and then they, so, oh, the amount of times I've seen that four people are standing around a pack, one guy runs in and tries to take people on and then he gets tackled and gets pinned holding the ball and there were three other people that just stood there and waited for him to pick it up. Like I actually have more of an issue with that, I think. Your 69 tackles, that's great. But like go in and... Going to win the ball, yeah. I would rather us actually promote and and try and I guess be actively making it easier for people that are ball winners and that want to go in and take the game on. And I feel like like it it seems a bit rich to me. Like as I said, it's a very unqualified opinion given um, the pinnacle that I've got to being the Div Two Resis. Yeah. Uh, but it just seems like I feel like the reason that the games are low scoring is actually because the coaching of AFL has become now that we flood up and push up. And so anytime the ball leaves forward 50, all fours are required to go to halfway. So consequently, there's 36 players in one half of the field. Uh, I feel like that's the reason that it's more congested rather than the fact that the umpires don't call holding the ball. Yeah, 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 that stacks up for mine. Mm. 
I don't know too much what you're talking about, but you sound, <laughs> sound very convincing there, so I'm happy to go yeah. with your side of the story. Well, the other thing that frustrates me, has, and I know that this will make a few people blow up, but uh, Melbourne Demons versus Geelong Cats yesterday was also 47-44, so quite low scoring as well. And the last mm-hmm. time that we saw low scores like this is in women's AFL where it's always because the reason that it's low scoring is because the women suck and no one wants to watch it. But then as soon as the men's games are low scoring, well, the rules need to change. The umpires suck. Like it's someone else's fault. So it just it rattles me a little bit. I feel like at some stage we have to actually go. Mm, well, maybe there's a little bit more to it. Well, I yeah. guess they're playing the same time now than the women play, aren't they? So yeah, pretty close. I'm not sure exactly what those quarters are actually, but um, but yeah, like shorter quarters, which the women play mm. as well. Definitely. So, I mean... Would would yeah. 48 playing 46 or whatever, would that be a, a high-scoring women's game or would that be... Oh, I think the sceptics out there would say that that would still be high-scoring. Yeah. But we've seen plenty of women's games far exceed that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, probably consistently, I guess, across the board, they would be far more low-scoring than men's games. There's no question about yeah. that. Um, but... It's just that all men are very quick to get, not all men, That's but a lot of the time in the media we're very quick or comments on social media more so in terms of our social symbian and stuff. Uh, we always see it's because the women suck, it's because they yeah, shouldn't yeah. be playing, it's because it's a men's game. Um, and then when we start to see the same sort of thing in men's game, like the same pattern, I guess, for lower scoring games, then it becomes about the fact that, well, actually our players are elite with the skills. It's just that the rules are wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I feel like that's... Slightly inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, at least. Yeah, a lot of factors going into it, I guess. So, yeah, yeah I can't put all of them in that one basket, can you? Mm, yeah, exactly. And lethal before you. Uh, yeah, it's not too late. Okay, no, go. Okay, um, I was going to say just one more thing on the AFL. Sorry, has to to sort of hold you back a little bit longer, but um, and I know we don't want to run through all the results from the AFL over the weekend, but I didn't get to watch the Lions game, and I feel like as Lions supporters, we probably could discuss why did they kick 23 behind? So <laughs> I didn't get to watch it, but my, yeah. my good friend at work, Matt Wilson, pointed it out to me today. Yeah, well, and Lockie what, Neal had to make a tweet to apologise yeah. to people because uh, he said, judging by my Twitter feed, quite a few people had me in their multi yeah. for kicking a goal. He yeah, kicked zero <laughs> goals, six by himself, zero so six behind. What Did you get to watch it? What, yeah, what I watched happened? it. I don't know. It was really weird because Adelaide were kicking really straight and Brisbane were just having a lot of shots but were just not kicking them straight at all. I yeah. don't know how else to explain it. It was really – I feel like sometimes it's like contagious. Like but when it's an off day, it's just everyone misses. Um, but, I mean, it's outrageous. Like it's 33 scoring shots to 11 yeah. <laughs> and they haven't actually won by that much in the end. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. And look, if they yeah. just if they kicked at a normal efficiency, they could have kicked like 150 points. It yeah, been that's right. Phenomenal and I mean, day. Generally, like you look at the Sun score, they kick 10 goals, four. So ge- generally people are kicking more goals than behinds. I mean, yeah. St. Kilda's kicked 15 goals, three. Richmond kicked 10 goals, seven. Yeah. Um, it's quite unusual to see uh, double the behinds and more than double <laughs> the behinds. So. And was it this week or, or maybe last week then the Gold Coast Suns played someone and it was like the first half was no yeah, behinds. Yeah, that was, was like, that was this that week. That was this week. Half was time. I went and watched yeah. uh, Jack Lukosius there, a favourite AFL player. Uh, yeah, and they would. So it was like seven goals zero to six goals zero. At it's faultless time. at half time. Faultless. First no time one missed. Yeah. Psychology, hey? Mm, interesting. There's a vortex at Metricon Stadium. Just tunnels <laughs> the ball through the goals. I think that must be it. Just a little bit more audio that we thought we'd include in the episode. One of the we've been out 
well, we've been getting a heap of footage to make videos. We haven't actually gone through the process of making the videos yet. Um, but another one is going to be that we, we finally got around to going to see Haz's mum, who's a, yes. a phenomenal Scottish dancer. Yeah. Um, and got a, little, got a little lesson off her, which went probably as horribly as expected, mm. given all <laughs> of us are incapable of dancing. Yeah. Now, those original podcast members will know that Haz was actually gifted this as a Christmas gift from one of his family members. Free lesson. Extended family yeah. members, a free lesson. Uh, but he did manage to convince us to go with him. Well, probably for the entertainment factor, I think. Um, so we have uh, we have managed to capture some audio. And again, obviously, because this is a listening medium rather than a visual medium, we will try and take you there as much as possible through our commentary. And Skin, I'll leave you in charge of that. Uh, sure. Well, I think we just started off with a little a little intro, a bit of an interview with Haz's mum, and I think we went just just got her prediction of who was going how we were going to go who was going to be the best etc mm. what i actually meant was we can talk while the thing's playing but that's okay oh okay sure i think you've got some ability because you're athletic um i don't know about pointed toes and turnout but we'll see mm. timing with the music will that be tough yes yes, yes. <laughs> yep we found that very tough we'll go to the right first ready and one five Oh, can, can, we pause, can we pause for a moment? We should uh, give some context. I was wondering if we can pause. No, we can't. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> it's a real shame. Sorry, Lethal. No, um, that's all right. Yeah, well, we should give some context here if we can figure out how to how to get back to where we were. Mm. Um, so this particular Scottish dance that we were doing was a, a sword dance. So it was over like that cross of swords um, and it's got some phenomenal history where you do it like the night before a war, the like Vikings were doing it the night before a war or something like that. As and it was sort of gave a if you step managed to step on the sword and screw it up, it gave a prediction oh, yeah. that you were yeah. you were going to lose you lose your battle the next day. Um, you were pretty so much yeah, dead. Yeah, you really <laughs> yeah. you can't be stepping on the swords. Basically, was was the gist. Mm. And yeah, that's that, that went well for us. Yeah. Now this is a complete guess. Uh, you don't come here for the professionalism. Let's be honest. So uh, I'm not sure whether this is playing from, but. One, five, five, oh, two, five, I'm a freak. Three, well done. That's party bars. I need party bars. <laughs> I'm surprised that we got through this many rounds. Oh, there it is. That's, there's the sword. Yeah, that's death. Yep, so that's my sword gone. There's Hazard's. So you meant to not hit the sword. And we're all disqualified by the butt lead. Oh, goodness me. Oh, I've never been more lost in my life. <laughs> well, I was lost, but I was uh, the only person that did not stand on their sword, yeah. as it turned out. Yeah. Uh, so Which I, was, is, I was all clear. Yeah, correct. And so in addition to being a, a bad omen for a battle the next day, once sort of this dancing became just a normal sport, you get disqualified for standing on your sword. So has oh, yeah. and I done skis. So you're done. Lethal, lethal goes through. through. Now, what do we have here? Uh, just an outro, final. And what about, have you got a best on ground for us? Yeah. Anyone that's been as his mum? Well, actually, um, yeah, Lee did pretty good in the sword dance, not not, not hitting the swords yep, well uh, at the beginning. Come on. I liked your Give combination it to me, with your right hand, left hand, and the feet direction. I thought that was pretty good, but Sam's elevation was really, really good. <laughs> 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 She's just giving it a She's very polite at first. So I think we push her, though. We push her for an hour. Oh, you got to think so much. All right. I'll 
Skittles. Oh, gets the chocolate. <laughs> Couldn't pick her own son, could she? No. Had to be politically yeah, correct. Be <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, did someone vacuum cleaning in the back, by the way? Yeah, yeah. I think that was Hazard's neighbours were yeah. cleaning out the car. Thanks to the neighbours the there. Time, yeah. so that oh, that's magnificent. Did hurt the audio quality yeah, a little bit. But if anyone has right. a life hack for deleting vacuum sounds out of audio, then uh, let us know <laughs> as well. Um, fantastic. Yeah, ultimately, I came away with the win. So, so you've come stoked. away with the win, though. Correct. Reasonably happy with that. Uh, and you would have seen probably a little video. I mean, you can judge for yourself really because you would have seen Skin uh, on some of our socials with the uh, freestyle dance that he produced at yeah, the end, yeah. um, which was very impressive, Skin, you might say. Uh, yeah, well, I would say that. And plenty. I got some comments. Plenty of people were impressed by it and thought that a lot I'd, of people progressed, actually knew yeah, that I'd doing. progressed that so far in my one lesson. Little mm-hmm. did they know that. Uh, Hazard's mum didn't teach us any of those and uh, <laughs> none of those moves had anything to do with what I'd learned. Was was zero party bars in yeah. my <laughs> <laughs> I was just legs going everywhere. So one of our regular segments now, what would you change if you were in charge? And this one relates a little bit to our last guest, Shana Jack, who was on episode 47. And mm. uh, it is what would you change if you were in charge of the Olympic Games? I think this was our most participation in one of these has yeah a lot of really good responses good responses some good ideas in there some ones that i didn't really understand first up but uh but yeah we'll, we'll give you a few of those ones today so matt phillips only wants sports where the ultimate prize is olympic gold so that means he wants to get rid of sports like soccer and tennis because there's other you know competitions out there where are more important than winning the olympics in that sport okay so okay. just more maybe the solo events and that sort of thing that the olympics thrives on yeah 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 I just found that strange because, like, don't most sports have other massive competitions? Like, there's world champs. There's obviously like Commonwealth Games and stuff like. If like most of the sports have other huge competitions, don't they? Yeah, but there is something special about the Olympics for a lot of those sports. Whereas, definitely for something like soccer and basketball, like the USA don't even send their proper team. So, like, obviously for basketball, it's a bit of a piss take. Uh, for tennis, like I don't know why it is, but for tennis, like people would much prefer to win Wimbledon or like a Grand Slam rather than the Olympics. There's always been more emphasis on that. A lot of players just choose not to even go to the Olympics. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, so I think I would assume that's how I read it that Matt was sort of meaning that uh, more than yeah, more than like you know, with swimming is like yeah, you won at the World Champs, but your ultimate glory is like a four year cycle working towards the Olympics. Yeah, okay. Oh right. well, yeah, okay. With you. Anyway, uh, next up, cordial man Malcolm and Carl Micken want to allow performance-enhancing drugs because who doesn't <laughs> want to see someone run a two-second 100-meter? <laughs> and uh, Josh, Josh Golby added to this and said he wants a, a, a parallel Olympics for uh, drug takers. So, are you saying a parallel Olympics or are you saying a Paralympics? Well, you can say it either way you want, but he wants a, an Olympics <laughs> for drug takers that is sort of at the same time, but in separate events. They're not. They're oh, right. Not so they've got like together. their own Olympics. Oh, yeah, yeah so. their, own, their own Olympics. That's what he's after, I reckon. Like a drug oh, Olympics. Okay, with you. Okay, okay at the yeah. same. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, cool. cool. So that'd be interesting to see, actually. I'd be, I'd, I'd watch, <laughs> be I a lot I'd of watch, people watching that. Yeah, I would definitely watch that. Absolutely. Now, yeah. uh, Hunter wants to change the method for how the host cities are selected as the current method costs heaps. Oh, we just talked about that with soccer as well, didn't we? So, uh, yeah, I guess you could do that if you found a, a good way to do it that's fair and equal, which is probably be hard to do. Mm. Uh, Aaron Dixon wants to get rid of the six-hour-long opening ceremony and just light the flag and get on with it. Oh, and, yes, uh, please. Yeah, Luke Robins added to that and agreed that he instead wants a parade of the athletes who have already won medals. So uh, if you've won a, won a medal, you get paraded. If if not, stiff. Well, is that in previous Olympics you've won a medal in? I assume so. I'm not yeah. sure. Or we bring yeah. like, people out of retirement like Michael Phelps is coming back to parade. Or- yeah, maybe. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. Interesting. Uh, we'll get on to him. 
Josh Seeing wants a Team Nitro track and field event. Uh, his examples being a 60-metre sprint or a Swedish relay. Anyone know what a it's Swedish... A Swedish relay. No. know what it is? I'm rattled. I did not... I don't even know what Team Nitro is. What's a Team Nitro? Has <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll see if I can find Josh out. Josh always responds. The others. He always responds to our, uh, our what would you change segments. So I need to know what some of these things are though. I'm rattled. I oh, will do the next one first and then Skin will come back to you. Oh, wow. So oh, we'll, we'll come back Swed- to you now. Swedish Relay is an athletics track and field thing with four different runners. The first runner runs 100 metres, the second 200 metres, the third 300 and the fourth 400. Hell. Okay. Yeah, I could get around. Total race is a kilometre. Right. There you go. Okay. Um, anyway, Jack Beath, Hugo Brown and Hunter all want T20 cricket introduced. So obviously a few cricket mm. fans there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Emma Jade wants AFL in there. Pat Jeez. Munnings wants canoe polo. I feel like AFL could be tough to get in the world Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> it's fairly specific in its name about which country it uh, comes from. Yeah. <laughs> that's, okay. that's it. Um, Taylor wants Paralympics at the same time. Running at the same oh, the time. Week later. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jamie Ryan wants ping pong as the prime time event instead of swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to yeah, agree with I'm that. I'm happy like I'm happy to watch swimming, but there should be the option, I reckon. It should be the old select game. And then if you've got a belter game of table tennis going on, you should be able to switch to that, definitely. But I table tennis is, at that standard is ridiculously oh, entertaining. Yeah, and it's but under-televised at the yeah. Olympics. Like I always want to watch it. It never gets, never gets the credit it deserves. Agreed. Mm. Yeah. And probably my favourite of the lot is one of my teammates, Matt Renshaw, who wants a common person added to every event to show just how good the athletes are. A common person. So one of us or just some uh, random okay. person uh, from the crowd <laughs> from the crowd to go and join in in the in the run hundred one hundred meter run or the or the swimming leg. How's I'd back you? You versus Usain would be a very good advice, <laughs> I from what you've said about your GPS data. Yeah, but it would prove just how good they are with how much they beat me by, that's for sure. Yeah, okay. I don't mind that. That's but that's a very good one. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Is Renner's putting his hand up? Which event would he be best at, you reckon? Oh jeez. Probably not swimming. Shot or, put. Um yeah. I'm Something not sure. Hammer throw. He swings a cricket bat pretty well. Yeah, yeah, for hammer throw. Like a discus or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect. All right. That's frustrating. I've been clean till then, except for that other time I made a mistake as well. Yeah, and the other one. All right, Skittle, do you got some sporting news for us? Uh, yes, yeah. A little bit of, bit of news. It's so a bit we'll of around the off. globe news though, isn't it really? Yeah, yeah. Just a bit of a shambles, but oh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a crack. Um, so coronavirus has infected a large number of players in the Russian Champions League soccer team, causing them to play their youth side in a top-level game um, where they let in 10 goals and their 17-year-old goalie was named man of the match despite letting in 10 goals. Yeah, <laughs> that's good effort. I'd be happy to take the cheeseburger for <laughs> – that's like a classic participation award. Because he, yeah, he, he still broke the record yeah, for the did. most goals saved. Yeah, he saved the most goals – Every to- like, could the other people move? <laughs> what is happening in this game? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, obviously, there's a massive difference in standard between mm. between youth, I suppose. But oh well. Um, moving on, a jockey has been banned has been banned from competitive riding for life after he was found to be planning to knock another rider off their horse during a race. <laughs> Jeez, which is. That is rogue, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. really rogue. Had a good reason, though. You don't often see jockeys throwing their body weight around because they're no. not usually the most intimidating <laughs> characters. Yeah. I've been called a jockey a few times, so I'm allowed to say that, Has. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd okay. call you one too. <laughs> bit stiff um, But, yeah, so if, as if that wasn't entertaining enough, um, the rider he was planning to sabotage was his former partner, a romantic partner, um, which obviously their relationship didn't end particularly well. 
You're kidding. Um, I thought they were going real well. So, she, so apparently she's blocked his number after receiving a graphic text message and he's found another way to contact her by depositing one cent into her bank account and writing F-U in the description. Just a classic <laughs> lover's tiff. Good well reference done, by the yeah. Uh, yeah. So F- they're having a tough time. Did you run out of characters to write the full one? <laughs> I think he wrote the full thing. We just couldn't oh, say Oh, we it. couldn't say that. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah right. Um, and Mackie Patolo has just beaten Charles Bird in the UFC clash, um, which Charles we we really don't talk about too, often enough. Really, the old UFC. I feel like I'm always getting asked to asked to cover that. Yeah, a little I get bit asked more. all the well, time. Well, now we so, are. Yeah, so yeah. here we are. Um, but yeah, he, he might have copped a few too many blows to the head during the fight because in the post match interview he said, "I just want to say a quick shout out to my wife. Happy birthday, baby! She just turned." Uh well she's beautiful man. <laughs> uh, so maybe yeah. just pulled out he didn't want to reveal her yeah, age. Yeah. Benefit of the doubt there. That's yeah, yeah, correct. Um or or perhaps he's he's got two kids, I think, so maybe he's prioritized remembering their birthdays. I mean there's only so much space up there, I assume. So yeah, that's right. Exactly. But speaking of mine's coming up, boys, so don't forget that one. <laughs> yeah, good point actually. Tough man to shop for too, I've noticed. Not really. Just ask me, I'll tell you everything I need. Oh, you're not going to ask? Okay. Oh, I right. We're just yeah, going to do it right now. Give us a list. <laughs> no, no, don't worry, Skinner. I'll speak to you uh, after the show. Um, okay. Uh, now, one event that we have been running, not well, event, but definitely a segment that we have been running for the last few episodes uh, is the tightest of all time nominations. Uh, and it is coming towards a conclusion, you would say. In Surely. fact, next week, raising the bat for 50 episodes, we felt like that was probably the opportune time to try and wind it up, really, didn't we? Yeah. It's been going for quite a while now it has, it? and yeah. we've got enough nominations that's going to keep the selectors very very busy uh including this one which does come from jack jack wood in jack part wood. of the queensland bull squad yeah, oh, yeah congratulations to jack as well that is a huge outcome chinaman uh, chinaman goes to the first chinaman on contract for queensland. Well, i thought i read that somewhere yeah hopefully that's correct okay here's his nomination fellow named Ben Newton from uh, Ipswich. He's named he, um, He's always been one of the tighter blokes in the club, but this is, um, this is probably one of his finer moments. We used to go out um, clubbing when we were sort of 18 to a place called Birdies. Um, one night he bragged to one of our other mates that um, he kept coming up to me telling him telling me it was my shout and I was too intoxicated to sort of keep track with, the, with whose shout it was, so I paid for his round every... Um, uh, all night. Um, so yeah, in my opinion, I think he probably deserves a deserves a spot in the uh, total eleven. So what he he has just kept telling him it's his round yeah. and just taking advantage of the fact that yeah. he's completely that peels. Yeah. <laughs> That's a proper stitch. Uh, I wonder how many dollars. <laughs> and then why would he admit it though afterwards? Yeah. The, the poor Jack's probably just looked at his bank account and gone. It seems weird considering we were sharing. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Drinks and I've spent eight hundred dollars. <laughs> you can't do that, can you? No, that, that is, is poor. That is poor. Very um, poor. Yeah, that that'll be looked at very, very hard by the selectors. I would think. Thank you, Woodsy. Thank you, Woodsy. 
Okay. Uh, and guys, this was actually a chat uh, that has recorded earlier. He uh, he was grilling us. Um, we were sort of having this conversation away from the podcast while we weren't recording, but then we decided it was actually something that probably was worth recording. So we have recorded this slightly earlier, uh, but this is a little segment we ran about the fastest growing sport in the world. The, the what's the fastest growing sport in the world based on the percentage of participants' growth per year? Is it? It's a be good listening. This, yeah, um, it's probably one. Yeah, <laughs> it, it might be time. one you haven't heard of because I hadn't heard oh, much really? of it before. Uh, but but I guess percentage growth is going to be one that's quite low to start yeah, with, and yeah, it's yeah. growing Absolutely quite fast. Nice. Okay, um, is it Finska? Well, you'd think that's a that's a good guess, but no, Thank not you. quite. It might be up there though. Is it uh, Cub? <laughs> What was, that? what was the other spike sport? ball? It's a spike ball. <laughs> it's uh, it's actually a sport called paddle. I think you call it. Uh, have you heard of it, paddle? No, it doesn't. No. Really it's actually it interesting. I used to have it when I was in year one. And then they got rid of it. Yeah, well, you should actually give it a look on YouTube. Anyone listening out there, have a look at paddle. Um, it's the second largest sport in Spain right now, apparently. Um, it's massive in Spain. Uh, played on a court similar to tennis, but smaller, and. Uh, sort of like with squash walls in surrounding all sides um, and they use small sort of squash-like rackets, sort of half okay. between a squash racket and a tennis racket sort of thing uh, and the balls are very similar. But the, yeah, 250 million people watched a world paddle to a match last year. Wow. So that's quite a few viewers worldwide. That's plenty. Uh, yeah. But it started when a billionaire in Mexico didn't have enough space in his backyard for a full-size tennis court. Uh, so he made this game where um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of rich people in Mexico would go and play against him in paddle. And uh, I've, yeah, I've watched it online and there's – so it is like a small tennis court. I've seen videos where they're playing doubles yeah, yeah. And, and there's glass surrounding them in all corners so you can hit off the walls to get it over the net into the other side. Okay. Um, so you sort of rebound it and, they, and you can hit backwards and then hit it back over the net that way if it gets in the corner. There's yeah, even yeah. – even what I saw, the crowd was then further back around the walls and there was a space around the walls where if it went over the wall, you have to run out this small little door next to the net and get it and hit it back in and you had to sort of preempt that it was going to go over the wall. You have to yeah. show us some footage of this and also yeah. maybe set up a court in your house. <laughs> the ideal, yeah. so we can yeah. experiment. If you don't mind, thanks. Yeah. That's good. That, well, I would never have known that once again. Yeah, there you go. That's, That's fantastic. All right, guys. Cue the outro music. Uh, back to warships from the 126s. Uh, and that can only mean one thing and that is that we have reached the cessation point of episode 49 um, no nervous, no nervous moments really around our milestone. I wouldn't have thought here was there Skinnel. Uh, no, not until you just started stuttering your way yeah, through that. That was it. exactly <laughs> nervy moments. That is for sure. Um, guys, probably before I do the complete wrap up, we should get a little best on ground happening because we did forget last week. Um, actually, there was a vote that came in on the Instagram page saying lethal worst on ground for allowing Dan to tell lies on the show. That was in <laughs> reference to Dan Cullen's uh, tote nomination right, about Carl okay. Micken. Carl wasn't so, happy with that, no, was he? Carl claims that that is not true. But how was I to know, really? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I've got to give you the benefit of the doubt there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that was a worst on ground. So... Uh, how are, we, how are we just establishing best on ground? Any sprays tonight? I think Ruby is even lower oh, on, Ruby, on the yeah. best on ground yeah, than you. Lord. She's been knocking Cooked the cameras all over the shop, barking in, uh, in the background. So she's been she's terrible. Been on ground, We've had mum, mum, and, mum interrupting as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah, an yeah, eventful episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lethal's still pretty ordinary on the buttons, but that's fairly standard now, I guess. Mm. Yes, correct. Very yeah. standard. But we're still not giving you a best on ground while you suck on the buttons. Yeah, um, okay. 
if I'm honest, I think I'm voting for Hazard. I don't, I don't, I don't feel I've done a lot to, to justify voting for myself tonight. I feel like I've started my way through a few things and, and struggled a little bit. So, okay, Haz gets my vote. Haz gets me a vote. All right. Well, in that case, I'll vote for Rubs. <laughs> <laughs> no, Haz, well done. You probably, you probably got yourself on the board there for being That's honest. Thank you. I thought Mitch spoke very well. Um, yeah. uh, it might have been my segment that I wrote, but he still spoke well. <laughs> oh, I gave it a crack. I find it's much easier to speak well when you say a quarter of the words that everyone else says. <laughs> you can really concentrate on nailing those ones. Yeah, you would think, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Okay, guys. Uh, now, we obviously want you to liaise with us, get in touch with us. There is many ways that you can do that. But first of all, please, wherever you choose uh, to listen to your podcast, if you can like and subscribe, make sure that you are in the know as soon as a new episode drops every thursday that would be ideal uh we'd encourage you to give us a rating five stars if you can uh and a review we read out the best reviews that we can find on the podcast uh so we will be ready to do that as well uh skinnel mm-hmm. people can also get in touch with us via the website that you have built where can they find us there uh they can just uh we got the chocolates.com.au so jump on there and there'll be a nice little form that you can fill out to send us an email Alternatively, you can just send us a normal email to hello at wegotthechocolates.com.au um, or jump onto any of our social media platforms. Mm, exactly. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, etc. Outstanding. And Haz, what are some of the things that we do? People still have time to get some tote nominations in, don't they? They do. They do. Get some tote nominations in. Send it to the website on the, the, the uh, speak box. Speak pipe. Yeah, speak That's, yeah. Pipe. Yeah. That's the one. To go. That'll capture your audio. And uh, if you like the merchandise that... Lee and I are wearing tonight. Then has got the trucker's hat variety on. Then uh, yeah, check that out online too. And there's there's plenty of t-shirts available. So get your hands on one of those. Skin on you in the podcast. There's no gear tonight. Yeah, no, I've missed the uniform tonight. Missed the dress code. Sorry, boys. Let the team down. Devastating result. I've sprayed both of you in the past for that too. So yeah, Yeah, (laughs) yes, you have. (laughs) It's perfect. All right, outstanding, guys. Uh, Well, we definitely love hearing from you. We love talking about you. Um, We love talking to you as well. So do get in contact with any ideas that you have for the podcast. Um, and we will be back with you this time next week stop stop, stop. <laughs>